Welcome to Travel Market Life, your companion for industry insights and professional business development. Travel Market Life. Join us by webcast, video or podcast. Hello and welcome back to Travel Market Life. I'm your host, Ryan Haynes. As a co-host in this episode, we have Christina Blarge from Open Revenue Consulting, where we went to the annual hotel conference to speak to hotel executives about their plans for the coming year. In this episode, we're speaking to Richard Metcalf, CEO of Edgebaston Park Hotel, and Stephen Harron, the Operations Director at RBH Management. Travel Market Life. So I'm joined by Stephen Harron, the Operations Director at RBH Hospitality Management. Thank you for joining me, Stephen. Pleasure. Um, so um, your business has been adapting quite a bit over the last couple of years, yeah. as is any hospitality yeah. business. But because you work with a lot of owner properties, um, what are the ways that you've had to adapt your business model or the ways that you service uh, the, the businesses that, and customers that you work with today? Ryan, that's a really good question, and it's, it changes every single day. And even this week, it's changing with the changes in interest rates that we're seeing across the, across the, the country at the moment. We have to be flexible. We have to be adapt to changing everything that we can. So for, if I look at, at this minute in time, we have owners that have survived COVID, which has been fantastic. They've been able to do that, and, that's, and we've helped them along that way. The... This is why I'll never do an interview on TV. Um, we are seeing now a period where it come out of actually a very good summer in most cases. Um, but now the, the pressures that our, our, all our owners are finding is that the cost base is rising greatly. But also they've taken Siebel's loans to help them through the COVID. They've got interest rate payments coming up. And these interest rate payments are growing massively. And, the, and some owners are facing two, three hundred thousand pounds additional interest payments. And that's really difficult. So we're modeling cash flows. We're modeling different ways of operating their hotels. I'm just saying how we can make the most of everything they've got and um, how we can squeeze every penny out of the asset for them to, in order for them to survive and honestly, but also to give them a position where they can grow in the future. I mean, we were built on a lot of incredible predictability before yeah. the pandemic. Yeah. And that all threw everything in the air. And obviously yeah. the way that the market's coming back and the, the new challenges that we have, yes. you've identified that there are so many different other factors that you're looking at. So it sounds like your scope is, is considerably broadened. Mm -hmm. And therefore, um, as well, when you look at your portfolio mix, you must be working across a, a great range of different types of property. Uh, how are you looking at sort of adapting the way or the different types of partners and, and suppliers that you work with and what, how is it important that suppliers understand uh, the sort of businesses that you work with and what you need to deliver for your customers? Mm -hmm. uh, our, our portfolio is huge and as you say we have we deal with um, small hotels small independent hotels which are owned by maybe a couple that they've inherited the hotel um, and that's their pension pot and we also deal with um, huge multinational investment companies and the, the needs of those of those different types of hotels are very different the needs of the owners are very different and we have to be able to adapt to those um, we're very lucky in that the way we, we split our portfolio is is by owner group so um, if you are an owner with a number of hotels, you'll deal with one person in RBH and we'll be able to tailor everything that we do for them. <coughs> in terms of our suppliers, we need flexibility in the same way we have to be flexible with our owners. We need flexibility from our suppliers as well. Um, we all are trying to think of 
how we can save money, how we can do things. Our suppliers are doing that as well, but we need them to, to all come together and all feed those ideas together so that we're, we're getting the best of everything to, to present to our owners and give them a number of options to, to work with. Now, as we move forward, I've been talking to a number of hoteliers about, you know, where, where are they, how are they planning uh, the next couple of years? And it's quite difficult because um, the, uh, the, 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 the way ahead is not necessarily clear. So you have to yeah. remember, to, uh, remain particularly agile. Mm -hmm. What are some of the key indicators that you're keeping a very close eye on uh, to help you define how to respond to the market as uh, things evolve? I mean, the obvious one at the moment is energy costs. Uh, we work with um, we work with an energy partner um, and broker, and they are they're modelling different different things for us in the future. That works into our cash flows, and then we can use those cash flows to project for the owners for their their banking covenants and everything else they need to achieve. That those are obvious things that we do. Um, we work on various models on on what we think is going to happen, and then we do a 10-15% better and 10-15% worse, and 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 model like that. Um, we're looking at. Um, the, the pound is particularly weak at the moment. What's that, what does that mean? Are we better off to have more foreign inbound coming in? How do we how do we tackle foreign inbound? How do we attract them? How do we digitally advertise to those people? Or are we better off actually having more domestic people? As the pound is weaker, they may not be able to go abroad. So actually, maybe there'll be a stronger domestic market like we saw, not this year, but the year before. Will next year be a really strong domestic market? I don't know the answer to any of those questions. But all we can do is model and, and try and get the best... Uh, the best consensus of opinion if we can and i think that's you know nice to be brutally honest and transparent because mm. none of us really have no. any of the answers yeah. no matter how much technology sort mm. of can give us some transparency there um and just final question uh, industry's really struggling with talent with staff mm -hmm. shortages yep. um how as a business that manages a, quite a large portfolio of properties how are you handling that because i mean each property obviously uh, has a different brand has a different persona yep. uh, has different needs yep. uh, so how are you trying to attract people to the hospitality industry um we first of all we have our own talent resourcing um team in, uh, work with rbh um, and they're constantly out there sifting advertising trying to generate our own talent we have our own internal development schemes for people so we're, just, we're working taking team members to supervision to to managers and managers to general managers um, trying to grow within as best we can but like everybody it's it's really hard to attract and it's really hard um, what we're trying to avoid is an arms race in terms of of pay but in some locations it's unavoidable and that the cost of not having staff is much worse than the cost of what you've got to pay. And that's just the reality. For, for hundreds of years, the hospitality industry has, has paid relatively low wages to, to many industries. And I think that's changing now. And I think we're actually on a par with um, with our competitive industries. And I think that's, that can only be a good thing for us, actually. Although there's short-term pain now, it is leveling out a little bit. It's still tough, but actually we're seeing it plateau a little bit. Most hotels are paying either at least or probably better than living wage in many locations and we're, so we're ahead of that whereas before it was always all oh, the living wages coming in March we're ahead of that curve now and uh, it's, it's not something that scares us and we need to continue to do that Uh, we're with Richard Metcalf, uh, CEO of Edge Baston Park Hotel. Uh, Richard, thanks for joining us here at the AHC. Um, 
So uh, there's been so much change in the marketplace over the last couple of years. In particular, this year, the hotel industry is dealing with inflation, staff shortages, and crisis uh, in regards to energy prices. How are you uh, addressing uh, these challenges as a hotel group? That's the sort of $64 million question, isn't it? I think from our perspective, there's some of those challenges that are really quantifiable. We know about um, energy prices, etc., and we've seen the impact they have directly on businesses. A lot of the industry seen that, uh, a lot of individual businesses has. And, and there's a lot you can do there to try and mitigate those really specific challenges as you see them coming and as you anticipate them. I think the other key is that there's a lot of those macro challenges that we can't anticipate at the moment. There's so much uncertainty in the industry in particular, in the general macroeconomic outlook, is that we don't know what particular path is, is going to open in front of us. And so the key for us as a team is being ready at, for, for all of the possibilities and being uh, able to switch quickly. And that agility um, is going to be critical for us. Could I ask what sort of indicators you're keeping a close eye on in order to help you identify the direction you may need to take as a team? Yeah, absolutely. So there's, there's a very close understanding of what's happening in the macroeconomic outlook. So paying particular attention to things that perhaps wouldn't have been so significantly on our radar before in terms of interest rates, the way that affects mortgage rates because of the impact that'll have on our guests and, you know, and our team bases as well. Um, so I think that's particularly uh, new in terms of the, the profile of that for us. But fundamentally, a lot of the KPIs, a lot of the measures remain the same, which is you know, it's critical how our guests feel. Um, and, and that has a lot more influence now. Um, so we're really paying attention to, to a lot of the similar KPIs that we have done previously, but they're, they're weighted slightly differently in trying to understand how our guests and our team feel about the changes that, that they're seeing in their lives. Well, I think I think the key change for us and uh, generally as an industry has been the growth since COVID. So you go from a business that is largely static, very reduced operation with COVID restrictions and the way you try to operate throughout that period. Through to in, in our case, you know, which was we're very fortunate for very quick growth. That places a lot of pressure then on the team and how they manage that, and, and, and as leaders of businesses as to how we support the team from going from COVID, where a lot of them fear about their health and their own safety, through to then incredibly busy in the in the workplace. So it's it's a real pivot for the team and how we as a, uh, as a business support them. And that's been felt by the guests as well. You know, the guest environment has changed completely over the last two years. From a lot of you know, a lot of guests and a lot of people being on furlough who've now been in the workplace. How we as an industry support our guests and, and our team as well through that. Brilliant. And as a business owner and operator, um, what what would you say? What sort of tack do you rely upon that is essential for you to run and grow your business? Um, I think it's about keeping a really close eye on the priorities because there's so much uh, happening that it's easy to be distracted. So I think, as a, uh, particularly as an operator, it's about a real clear focus on what your priorities are and that everybody throughout, from stakeholders throughout the, the, the chain, the team, and guests understands what they are. And if we're talking about sustainability, which is such a hot topic at yep. the moment, and it has been for, for a couple of years, but particularly post-pandemic, um, what sort of initiatives are you... Um, are you working on to address sustainability of your properties? So I think from our perspective, it's, it's making it a real fundamental part of the business. 
so that it cannot be in the periphery because it just won't happen otherwise. The changes needed to become genuinely sustainable are so significant, it has to, it has to sit at the core of the business. And if I'm honest, I have fears that as an industry and as a, as a, as a more macro economic environment, that the pressures and the headwinds we're going to face will distract people from that. Yeah, and you know we do we're running this industry insights interviews as part of hospitality marketplace, which is a brilliant platform for driving innovation for the hotel sector and connect the uh, best technology partners with the hotel sector. What are your expectations from that event? What sort of technology are you looking out for uh, to invest in this year? I think I think the key for for us now is technology that either directly supports the guest experience that directly enhances how guests feel about when they stay with us in their journey or that supports the team because I think they're going to be the priorities for us moving forward over the next 12 to 18 months. That's brilliant. Thank you ever so much for your time. No, thank you. Happen. Thank you very much. For more, go to Travel Market Life. The music sensation by Zach Nelson is reproduced under license from Storyblocks. Travel Market Life is a Haynes Marcoms digital marketing agency production serving the travel and technology industries.